Hello there, George Watkins. Sunday night is here again, and here we are together at our Sunday night blessing. Thank you for stopping by and spending this time with me and the Word of God and the good things of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we have had a new week begin by this Sunday come around, so we're kicking off another week of bliss, <laughs> happiness, and joy. The title of my thought today is, The Happiest You is Your Best Gift. So let's talk just a little bit about the benefits of being a happy guy or gal. First, let me invite and welcome the new ones and invite you to stay around and see what God has on this channel for you. And if it's something that blesses you, subscribe again uh, in YouTube and like us on Facebook. Give us a comment or share it with someone. It's always a blessing to have new travelers along with us on our journey. We've been doing this now for four years, going on our fifth. It's an amazing thing that God does if you can do it one step at a time. <clears throat> That's a good theme. I think I'll pick that up and preach it. <laughs> One step at a time, you can do. You can move mountains. You can do great things. So we have been blessed this last four years with his grace. The grace of God is the enabling power of God to do the will of God. Remember that now, because when we need that extra boost, we need the grace of God. We don't need grace when we make, a, you know, a... a a wrong turn, a sin, a failure. We need mercy then. The mercy of God comes along and gives us a release from our judgment and gives us grace to go forward. Wow. Well, I've talked a few times in the last uh, few weeks about the happy God. God is happy. He's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. He doesn't. He's not looking for your you know, for your secret weaknesses. We can shame you in public, all those things. People give credit to God for that. Well, God's a happy God. He invented humor. He invented joy. And he invented the fact that if you're happy, everyone else is happy. What's that um, saying or statement we make about our darling wives? Happy wife, happy house, <laughs> you know, happy wife, happy, happy life. Well, it's really true. 54 years for my darling and I coming up. And uh, wow, we have had to laugh our way through 54 years. They say you either laugh or cry. Well, you don't need to cry if you have Christ because he knows how to heal the broken heart, doesn't he? And he knows how to give us joy in the time of sorrow. He said he would turn our sorrow into joy. Joy comes in the morning. Well, joy is not the house cleaner <laughs> or the bill collector. Joy is that spirit that comes from God. Now, let's keep in mind <clears throat> that everything God does is a living spirit. It's not just an idea, a thought, a theory, or a, you know, a seminar. 
Joy is a living spirit. Happiness is a living spirit. They tell me, the, the Jewish scholars tell us, that every Hebrew letter is a, is a spirit being. It's not just a letter on a page. It's a spirit being. It's got life to it. You see, everything God does has life. Even in heaven, they tell me, as people visit there, come back and talk to us, that even the flowers sing to you. And we know in the garden that the animals could talk because they were not demoted. You see, when Adam fell and committed high treason and broke covenant, he was demoted from his position. But God had already ordained that the animals would always be lower than man because man was the highest created being. So they went down below us, and because of that, they cannot talk to us. They cannot communicate. When they were up in the other realm, they communicated. Well, <laughs> that's a sidetrack on my thought today, but I want you to catch a hold of this simple truth on this Sunday night, that <clears throat> the happiest you is the best gift you can give. Well, prove it. I can prove it. <laughs> by coming into my front door in my house with a grump, as a grump or a, a frown on my face. Okay, don't bring that in here. Okay, what happened to you today? It's happened a few times over the years. I bring home a cloud. Maybe something's gone on at the office or on my little projects I'm going doing. Bring in a cloud. They don't want the cloud in the house. What What is the cloud? The cloud is that doom and gloom and that heavy heart and that sorrowful face. It seems that I don't have a natural smile somehow. It's like they tell me that it only takes a few muscles to smile and a whole bunch of them not to. Well, I've been serious too long, and so I have to remember to smile. Well, it does feel better when the face lifts up and you say, Good morning. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> a little um, Mr. Rogers there, I guess. Okay. Well, to be like Jesus is to be happy. God is a happy God. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So what does that mean? What's the big deal about the joy of the Lord? Okay. The highest gift and reward that Jesus said he could give you for being faithful. Here it is. It's not a mansion in the sky and a big Cadillac and a pat in the back and a fat wallet. It's the joy of the Lord. He tells us in Matthew 25, 23, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So there must be something involved in this uh, statement, this thing called the joy of the Lord that is um, way beyond our imagination. Something in that statement triggers a, a, a curiosity, a passion to know. I, I just want to know the mystery of the joy of the Lord. So how do we find it? Well, where do we do? We are faithful to the call. We're faithful to our directive that God's given us. Now, first of all, I'm a father, so I have a directive as a father. I'm a husband. I have a directive as a husband. 
I'm a, uh, <laughs> well, I'm a lot of other things, and all of them have a special directive. So you got the point. The point is, no matter what calling you have, you have a commission. God has commissioned you to be a father of excellence. How do you do that? You love your wife. You treat your children with, with um, not just authority, but with good counsel and love and kindness. But there is correction. <laughs> it comes at times when you have to have tough love. That's all part of the commission we have. So when that is going on and I'm being faithful to the commission, then I have joy out of the fulfillment of being on target with that. When that gets out of whack and I'm not on target, then the whole family and the children, everything's upset. There's no joy in the house. What does the Bible say about disciplining children? Well, you leave your child without discipline and it brings his mother or her mother to shame. Well, the discipline is the hand of authority with a rod of correction. I know, <laughs> I know what year it is. I understand the, the society and what they think about correction. We're supposed to kind of talk it out and reason it out and give the, give the kid an idea, you know, give the kid an opportunity to make his own mind up. No, you are the adult in the room. Act like it and be that directive and that counselor and that that lover of children you love your children and when you love your children you're not overcorrective you're not mean and you know you're not just doing things to them to hurt them but you're bringing them into peace when you do that the child without correction doesn't have rest in the home well then there goes happiness there goes joy joy goes out the window if you can't sit down and read a book without, you know, all kinds of interruptions from the little ones, sit them down in the chair. Tell them to sit there until they can, you know, for two minutes. This is how we trained our children to sit on the front row. They had to sit on the front row of the church and listen to me preach until they were, well, I don't know, eight or 10, 12, something like that. And my wife said, Arla said on the first seat, and then all the kids said it there. Now, they didn't start there. They started on the back row. And they started in the front room. We set them in a chair, and Arliss would have them read or look at a book or sit there for one minute, then two minutes, then three minutes, then four minutes, until we trained them to discipline themselves to sit. <laughs> I'm often child correcting when I'm talking about joy in the house. Okay. No joy in the house. Begin to discipline the little ones. That brings, that brings peace to the mother and the father. So when they were disciplined to sit on the back seat, then we brought them to the front seat. So they weren't disturbing the house. <laughs> okay. A little history there, a little secret tips from the, uh, from the old guy on the hill. Okay. Joy. Joy comes from being obedient to your call. Now let's ratchet it up to the elevation of spiritual callings. <laughs> I have been called to minister, preach, 
give the gospel, love people through the gospel all my life. When I am not on target, there's no joy in my heart. Now, it has shifted several times since I was a teenager. I started out as a traveling evangelist. I worked with my father as an associate. I taught Sunday school. I cleaned the church. I did all the things that newbies do to learn to be faithful to the call. Then I was launched, and then I was accepted and recognized, and eventually was in demand of certain, you know, my little world of preaching and praying and prophesying. As long as I was in the call, the joy of the Lord's there. Now, the joy of the Lord, and I'm talking about that sense of well-being, that sense of fulfillment, that sense of knowing that everything is all right. It's not giddiness and always cracking a joke and playing the clown. <laughs> People get nervous when someone's doing that all the time. Now, as a side note, I've been taken out by the Holy Ghost a few times. <laughs> My interpreter and I were given the message on, in Colombia a number of years ago, and we both got knocked down, and we laughed for the la next hour. I could not get off the floor. No, that's another issue. <laughs> we're not talking about that. All right. Now, joy then is that sense of fulfillment. It's that sense of well-being that I'm on target, that everything's okay. And when I turn the lights out at night, I can rest and have peace. That's the joy of the Lord. And it's kind of, it's kind of like a barometer or a Geiger counter, you know, where it beeps when you get off track or on track. You can tell when you're off track. All of a sudden, there's a disruption in that spirit man, that inner man. It's like all of a, all of a sudden, there's, you know, bubbling going on, and it's not the right kind. Joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. A number of years ago, one of our preachers and pastors in town that's a, that I know and have interacted with him over the years came down with a, a serious uh, disease. And he went into the doctor, and the doctor told him, gave him, you know, the, the medical direction. But he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to watch a funny movie every day. I want you to laugh every day. I want you to listen to jokes every day so you can laugh. He said, because laughter will heal you also. Now, the scripture is Proverbs 17, 22. The joy of the Lord, uh, pardon me, read, Laughter is your, is, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy right now, I can't talk. Hold on. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart doeth, doeth good like a medicine. I stumbled over uh, onto a, a comedy uh, uh, central two or three days ago, and uh, they have clean comedy. It's hard to find. Comedy without, you know, the vulgar curse words and all the dirty stories. And I found it. And I have had such a refreshing in the last few days. Just two or three of those unknown comics, little, you know, un unknowns in some little club somewhere talking about life and giving funny anecdotes. And the physical response of laughing until you cry laughing until you, you wheeze. My friend Garland Hines, we were, we were bonded at the hip when we were teenagers. 
we're buddies and friends and pastors and preachers together all of our life. We'd get together in, in the early days, especially before I was serious. And we would get together and start clowning around. And, and especially if we were in a, in a party or some kind of gathering with friends. And we'd end up with the lamps, you know, the lamp shade on our head and, and the overcoat with all the arms coming out. Oh, we had them. We had all the, all the gags. I would get laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. I'd wheeze. Sound like I had some kind of, some kind of asthma because I'd laugh so hard I couldn't move. Well, after that, <laughs> I slept real well because I was feeling good. These are. These are not deep revelations. This is not the Sunday just to dive into the deep end of the pool. I think we ought to stay in the shallow end for a while and just splash around, have some fun, and enjoy the Lord. And let laughter come out of your soul like it comes out of a child. My One of my grandsons, Liam, he <laughs> when he laughs, you tell him a joke or he think he tells his own joke and he has he has one outburst of laughter and his head goes back and his mouth is open he goes ha that's his laugh uh, i know it's, he has more than that but that's a signature for my grandson liam it's the funniest thing and when mom and i hear it we laugh he brings joy to our heart when he gives a laugh out so my commission to you today and my homework for you today is find something funny to laugh at find a funny movie there's a few of them on there that are you know the older ones that don't get don't get um, dark and silly and sinful some of those comics all they know to do is is be uh, is to be a, you know a bad mouth so find something funny, find an old funny movie or uh, some comic uh, people that are uh, humorous. <laughs> um, the the um, Comedy Central I found, and I've only watched it a few times, so uh, don't let my reputation be destroyed over this, but it's called Dry Bar, and it's a club in Utah. And the ones I've listened to have all been clean and funny. And if you haven't laughed for a while, you know, set your spiritual guy aside <laughs> and let the soul be happy for a little bit. And there's some humor on that channel that uh, I really got a kick out of. Okay, well, you've seen the other side of me now that I actually do do something besides read the Bible all day because he's given me a soul to enjoy this world. He's given me a spirit that I am connected to God, and he's given me a body that God lives in. You see, the best and most important and most valuable um, thing he ever created was our body. David said it was fearfully and wonderfully made. So God loved it so much that he came to dwell in this temple made without hands. We are the dwelling place of God. Isn't that amazing? Listen to it again. We are the dwelling place of God. God chose to live in the hearts of men and women, the spirits of men and women, the inward parts of men and women. I don't know how it works, in or out, around or by. You know, he's here but he's there. Wow. You see, Adam 
was covered with his spirit until he fell and his spirit went inside because he had to have a spirit to continue. But when our spirit begins to develop and grow, it covers us, doesn't it? All right. Well, that's our Sunday night blessing to you. The happiest you, your happiest gift, the best one you can give is you being happy. You being in the room and everybody laughs. I uh, had an occasion a number of years ago to have a false set of teeth, trick teeth, you know. We were doing something in the church or somehow my son was had it and I picked it up, took it to one of our picnics one day and popped that sucker in. <laughs> I almost had some heart attacks uh, from some of my people from laughing. One of my ladies just about collapsed. I had to take it out. <laughs> she saw her, her reverend pastor, man of God with a silly teeth in his mouth. And when I'd smile, I'd look like some kind of backwoods person. <laughs> Sorry for the backward backwoods comment. I didn't mean to disrupt or disdain anyone. I love everyone. Okay. We will see you in the morning. Be uh, ready to blast off in the early part of the day. Some of you jump on really early, and I, I love that. We do it at 4 o'clock on West Coast time, so our Eastern friends can jump on about 7. Amen. Love you guys. Don't forget, sign and subscribe on YouTube. Love us and friend us on Facebook. Give us a, a thumbs up. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial gift, we receive it, and we will use it with God's purposes. Until tomorrow in the morning, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and tell a joke to somebody and get some laughter and watch the atmosphere change. <laughs>